Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Down. It's 11 p.m. on Friday night. Where would you rather be but stone cold sober walking up the hill at Wimbledon? Um, it's George's birthday. So by way of celebration, we thought we'd knock off early and go for a beer. Uh... We saw Andy Murray walk off centre court for the last time. No, I'm joking. Joking. Um, George, I'm breathing heavily because I'm excited, not because we're going up a medium-sized hill and I'm really unfit. Very disappointing. You called it Murray's worst ever defeat at Wimbledon. <laughs> Only by Justify yourself. Yeah, I mean, just statistically, um, it's his worst ever uh, number of games won. He narrowly... Avoided his joint worst Grand Slam um, performances, which were against Nadal at the French in 2011, maybe quarterfinals, okay. and Vavrinka in uh, 2020. Uh, his worst Wimbledon ones were Rafa 2008 quarterfinals and Dimitrov 2014 Wimbledon quarterfinals. I did on two occasions screenshot the tennis abstract of Murray's previous Grand Slam bagels. Because on several occasions... Do you, know, do you know who the last one who bageled him at Wimbledon was? Never dropped. Oh, at Wimbledon? Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's not Mario Ancic. It's like, oh, tell me. David Nalbandian. Oh, of course. David Nalbandian. That was when he was falling over. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't bailed. He lost 6-4, 6-2, 6-2. Serve was broken, I think, six times. Um, at ease. He fell over on the first point, which... I mean, I was a little bit behind schedule because I'd been uh, on Evans and then had some dinner. And I came up and saw Murray sitting on his backside. And I was like, oh, how many games in are we? It was the first point. The second point, Shapovalov hit a winner and Murray didn't really chase it down. And I thought, here we go. And frankly, here we did go. Uh, he only lasted two hours, 15 minutes maybe, off the top of my head. Which is pretty crazy considering what bloody time we're at. <laughs> I mean, poor blimey, you think he's just played a... 
five setter that went four hours to have us leaving at 11. The scheduling here has been dreadful this week. Well, let's not get into arguments about scheduling, George. We'll get in trouble. Um, we've just sat in Murray's press conference where... So initially I thought he was quite upbeat because it's sort of tonally and in terms of how he was, he was seemed okay because he was like, well, you know, got the third round. But I thought as things go on, do we go right or left here? I haven't walked this in a long way, long time. Oh, you're left, yes, okay. This is a slow way if we go right. It's great podcast material, this. Me trying to navigate through Wimbledon in the dark. It's because I've been cycling in, in as green a way as I can, instead of getting a train. What was I talking about? Uh, him being up today. Oh, yeah, and he was upbeat, but then at the end, he started talking about how and he sort of laughed to himself. He said, I actually put quite a lot of effort into this. And you know, let's face it, this is like three years of effort just to get to here. He said, I put quite a lot of effort into this and lost in the third round, didn't play very well. Like, that's not really what I'm about. Which I thought was a little bit ominous. No, I, th- I think that's kind of encouraging. I- I'd almost rather him be a bit like, uh, this wasn't quite good enough. I wasn't anywhere near the level rather than kind of satisfactorily just saying, Oh yeah, third round's really great, isn't it? I've done really, really well. Well done, me. You know, I think that still shows he thinks this is a base to build upon. And whether he's right or wrong, we'll find out. But as soon as he loses that feeling that it's just a base and not the best it's going to get, then it's not going to get any better and the work won't come in. So I I take that as a positive, really. Um, And, you know, look, I thought he played way better tonight than he did in large parts against Oscar Otter. In terms of quality, I mean, the two sets of that, you know how grumpy I was about that match. I thought it was absolutely awful in that. And there were moments he was awful against Vasilash Vili. I actually thought his level generally was slightly higher. It was just the guy at the other end of the net was way better and exposed it. Um, so positives and negatives, but, you know, he still wants more. And I think that's good for us. We don't, we're not going out saying, oh, this is the last time, even though it could be. It's nice to be leaving, looking forward rather than backward. Yeah, I agree. And actually, speaking of looking forward, I think we should have a word for Denis Shapovalov, who I thought in the situation, other than one arguably tight service game, uh, because George and I argued about whether it was tight or just a drop in level, when he served for the set in the first set, he, to be fair, I thought played extremely well. And in a difficult situation, because he was, he, he played some of the best shots I've seen in the tournament and got a sort of ripple of applause because that's what happens when you play Murray on centre. The volley to save break point at 5-4, low to his left from a Murray backhand pass, which, you know, is a shot that he's been playing for years, is one of the best volleys I've seen all week, if not for a long time. So I think huge amounts of credit to Denis Shapovalov. There was another blonde-haired destroyer on centre court today. Sebastian Corda beat the British number one, Daniel Evans. Um, Sebastian Corda has... Uh, the most celebrated family, perhaps, in the men's draw, because his sister is the world number one golfer. His dad won the Australian Open, I think I'm right in saying, in 1988. Petter. Um, Sebastian is now into the fourth round of Wimbledon at the first time of asking, although he did play two junior tournaments and did quite well there. And he's got another sister who's highly ranked in golf as well. There's two of them. Christmas round there is my You know, it's like... It's like his the, mum was a former top 30 uh, tennis player as well. Well, so. it's like, honestly, if your parents are professional athletes, like, so, um, uh, what's his name? Dustin Johnson, the golfer, is married to Pauline Gretzky, 
who is the daughter of Wayne Gretzky, but arguably the greatest hockey player of all time, if their kids aren't good at sport, like, what is the point? Like, they are, they're just nailed on to be professional athletes. Anyway, we're getting slightly distracted. Sebastian Corder played very well. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, you know, I think people who don't know the sport that well would probably look at that result and be like, oh. I mean, it is disappointing for Evans, but, you know, to lose to the world number 50 in the third rounds, you know, that doesn't look great on paper, but I think we'll look back in the context of this match. This guy's a former junior world number one. He's got big game, good attitude. Um, I, you know, I think he'll comfortably be a top 10 player, and once you get there, it's, it's just about how much you want it more than the other guys. And yeah, you, you, he's the guy you picked at the start of the year, right? So Yeah, he was my one to watch um, because I thought he was basically displaced outside the top 100, and he also had a very good start. I think he played one of the US tournaments right at the Probably beginning of the year. pretty good in that, uh, that season long game. Well, yeah, now that he's, so he's going to have gone from about maybe 99 in the world, and he's well, he's 50 before the tournament. He's going to go up to about 40 now. And, and that'll jump higher, presumably, once all these points finally drop off in August. Yeah, the rankings are going to start doing some, some yeah. fun things um, over the next uh, couple of months. Um, we're not uh, a two-man poddler this evening. Um, Vicky Giorgiati is walking with us to the pub um, because she is the only Greek, I believe, left at Wimbledon. Uh, because... No, uh, no, no. Who have you got left? Junior. Oh, good. Okay, excellent. Who's junior? She's called uh, Michaela Laiki. Okay. She's very good. Is she... I'm I mean, is she... As good as Stefanos? Uh, or Maria? She might become like Maria, at the least, for me. Uh, but which would be great, although Maria's not won anything yet, crucially. Um, she has one title, top 20. Serious? And if, if the rankings uh, hadn't been frozen, she would be top 10 now. So. Wow. Um, it, it's, it, I joke that there are no Greeks left in Wimbledon, but it, it must necess- ne- nevertheless, Vicky, be disappointing to be in a situation where... Did you expect to, you didn't expect to be on Friday night saying Stefan, uh, Stefanos and, v- and um, Maria are both out? No, look, after the French Open, to be honest, I didn't believe that they could do the same here. But I, I believe that they would make it to the second week. Mm. Especially, I don't know, Maria, I expected after seeing the draw that she might make it to the third round and then lose to Rybakina. Mm. <laughs> and for Stefanos, you know, I saw the first round against Tiafo. I was kind of afraid when I saw that name. Yeah. But then I, I thought that if he could beat uh, Tiafo, that he would go far. Hmm. And of course he didn't. And George and I yeah. watched it. And Tiafo, unfortunately, lost today to Karen Hatchinov in straight sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see any of it, but uh, a shame for him to to go out because I think he's someone we all like. And I know Nick Kyrgios talked about him in glowing terms the other day. And he's also like a great thinker. Well, a great thinker. He's a good thinker about the game. Uh, and always a good talker, which which goes down well with us. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow. I've got a day off, so I have no. I, yeah, I'm playing cricket. Well, no, I'm allegedly. You want to go for a bit? <laughs> I'm allegedly yeah. playing cricket, although the weather forecast is poor. Uh, George, you told me before we started that I didn't need to get the draw up because you actually know tomorrow's schedule for the first time in your life. What are you most excited by? Uh, well, the, I'm going to tell you the most interesting thing about the schedule, Jim. <laughs> okay. Um, you'll notice that tournament supervisor um, Jerry Armstrong has really spread the singles matches. So normally you'd get them built up on court two and court three. Tomorrow, every single court has a singles match on first because they are so worried about the rain. Because they it's coming later. To trying to get through it. Um, so it's, it's a really interesting day where just a load of stuff's going to be happening at 11 and we'll see uh, 
camp to get through. Um, I, I suppose you're probably asking me more who's on centre. Um, well, controversially, Coco Goff's on centre. Yeah, you've been rang about that today with people. Well, I, I just think that Coco Goff is the biggest drawer in the women's game. As I, said, as I said to you a couple of minutes ago, my girlfriend knows who Coco Goff is. So you're left to clarify. Yeah, that. yes, of course. Um, my girlfriend knows who Coco Goff is. She doesn't know who Angie Kerber is. Uh, and, that, and that's kind of the point, is that you know, Coco Goff is in mainstream and they put the mainstream people in centre court. I was told that the crowd would cheer for Coco if she was on 18 or centre. So I'm sure they would, but I'm sure if you were on centre and Coco Goff was 18, you might be a bit miffed about paying 160 quid for your tickets. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, excuse me if I get on my high horse about ticketing strategy. You, Who you else? might have heard of the other uh, controversial <laughs> pick for centre court. Roger Federer against Roger. the British number two, Cam Norrie. I mean, who put that on centre? Unbelievable scenes. Um, I can't actually remember number three off the top of my head because I'm more interested in number one on court one. Which is? Emma Raducanu's uh, meeting with your fantasy pick, Serrano Kirstea. A win-win, as I called at, it last night. At which point, I must say, bloody hell, Mugarutha, bloody hell, Murray, what are you doing? <laughs> You've killed my team. Yeah. I'm good. I mean desperately uh, poor position in my year-long bet now. My mm-hmm. friend Andy Philpott, who you remember, won the first yeah. slam of the year. He's as his, te- as his team used to be called, Andy Philpott defending champ. It's, yeah. not, it's not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Um, you mentioned Muguruza. I want to quickly chat about it because we've nearly run out of time slash reached the pup. Um, <laughs> she lost on centre to Ons Jabour, who brought up... Brought, played a great match. It was two and a half hours. I think it was longer than the Murray match, potentially. Yeah, yeah. And um, she lost the first set, came back... She got to 40-30, 5-2 in the third, and probably spewed at the back of the court. Uh, just sort of bent over next to her towel. There's a great picture of the ball boy just looking at her, being like, what are you doing? Kate Middleton is right there, and you're vomiting in the corner like a fresher outside wagamamas. And it... <laughs> not, 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 from, not from personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> a friend. Um... It's a long story. Yeah, let's probably not go down that route with our worst. But so I asked her about I asked about her about it earlier, and she says, "Well, it's happened before, and I knew it had." And uh, yeah, she said she basically got an inflammation in the stomach, and it just happens sometimes that she puts water in, it comes straight back out. But to her credit, she spewed, lost the point, uh, and then won the next three and won the match. Onchibo's got a little bit of a shot here. I know she's got Schwantek in the next round. Yeah, I think Schwantek looks too good for me. Um, she. Someone. That was the weirdest row I got in today on Swiss, by the way. Okay. Someone claimed to me this morning I couldn't use the word thrashed for Sviontek winning 6-1-6 love. In about 45 minutes. Yeah. Because her opponent, uh, who's Begu, yeah. uh, played so poorly that it wasn't actually a thrashing. So that, that was an interesting piece of logic from this person. And then I told them it was my birthday. And he said, is that some sort of way to win the argument? I was like, no, I just want you to go away and leave me alone. And that is all we can do. Go away and leave you alone. Back tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.